Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. TGIF, everyone. We're almost there. It's just about time for the weekend. Just remember, it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is in case you missed it, for those who may have missed it. SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for business leaders, helping folks however I can. I love the consultative approach and using my superpowers of sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. Every single Friday, you can find me here, lending what's left of my mind and my voice to a live radio show right interview smb leaders and their trusted advisors i hope everyone had an awesome thanksgiving my family hosted the holidays for the first time in six years crazy to see the pictures from then versus now these kids grow up and get goofier really fast i also wanted to wish all my jewish brethren a very happy hanukkah as well i hope everyone's been enjoying the holiday time as much as they possibly can exchanging some fun and meaningful gifts but most important staying healthy There has been so much negative press around health and well-being the last couple of years, as everybody well knows, with the pandemic and now with the uh, Omicron variant rearing its ugly head. Have no fear, though. We are going to have some fun and positive conversation today with my very special guest around health coverage for SMBs and their employees. In my travels, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel that freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom and ideas, they're often overlooked. They're forgotten in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity, we discuss popular topics that are on the minds of our SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German. Nice fun fact for everybody. A little bit of deeper meaning, not just a play on words. The shades are on. The last of the Hanukkah parties are about to happen this weekend. Let's do this thing. Today's show is all about employee benefits for everyone. The health benefits for SMBs are not a one-size-fits-all solution. Similar to the employees themselves, each business is different and has different needs regarding their benefits. Every company has a unique set of circumstances around this topic, especially when they're trying to find a balance between a fit for the business and the respective bottom line. Our special guest provides a truly consultative approach, not only to the SMBs that they serve, but to other trusted advisors insurance professionals all around the country. They pride themselves on being the most knowledgeable, client-oriented, and solutions-focused agency imaginable. Have you guys ever heard that talk is cheap? Well, we're on talkradio.nyc. We don't want this to just be about talk. The goal here is let's use the insight on the SMB landscape, take it, and create some more impact come Monday morning after we've partied it up for the weekend. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product, That's going to solve all of their problems. The shiny new mousetrap. In everything that we do, personal or business, no matter, there's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first and keeping a focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goal. As long as you do that, I truly believe the right products will present themselves when they're needed. Everything begins and ends with the people. So. 
In the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have a phenomenal show for you here today. Our very special guest is none other than Tommy Gaffney, Vice President of National Sales at Evolved Benefits in sunny San Diego, California. Tommy has over 17 years experience in healthcare, commercial, and personal lines markets. Over this time, he's developed a keen sense and can work effectively at any level of an organization to drive meaningful results. His understanding of market complex dynamics will help you achieve the right insurance fit for your organization. Tommy's strong leadership and communication skills allow him to effectively motivate management, leadership, understanding the market dynamics, account management and retention, strategic planning, relationship and business development. He maintains a strong drive to achieve profitable growth through a solid understanding of a company's financial metrics and cost structure. Quick testimonial I saw out there about Tommy, and I love this. Tommy is an absolute pleasure to work with. He's highly skilled in the employee benefits arena, but what really stood out about Tommy is his ability to connect with those around him on a deeper level, which speaks volumes about his vibrant personality. He is extremely motivated to help others succeed. Tommy is the guy that you want to speak to about your employee benefits. As always, we're going to discuss my favorite questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Waking up nice and early, coming to us live from the West Coast, Best Coast. Tommy, welcome to Always Friday, baby. Thanks for making the virtual trip. Hey, thanks for having me here, Steve. I'm I'm really excited to be here and it's always Friday for you. I'm I'm a little envious. <laughs> it's the only holiday named after me, you know? Right, so right. let's let's have some color behind the journey. Tell us a little bit how you got to where you are today. Okay, sure. So um, you know, it all starts obviously if we're in this industry, everyone had to make a decision to study for those licenses, obtain them. And of course, once you receive an approval that you got your license in the mail, that doesn't mean that the checks start rolling in. Now you got to just figure out what path you're going to go on. And, uh, you know, I, I've had a, a, the uh, pleasure of just, you know, going on an amazing journey and kind of earning a college tuition based on the industries I've been in. I'm fully licensed, uh, property and casualty, life and health, series six and 63. And with those licenses, I've been able to experience, you know, different sides of the industry. My first, my first uh, uh, entry into this, my first debut was with farmers insurance and um, right when I built that business to the point where uh, I could make a uh, start making a decent living, the house of cards popped. That was around 2006, 2007. And um, everyone lost their homes because of the mortgage crisis. And my book of business vaporized right along with it. So I was able to learn from that. Uh, that was, uh, you know, th- that, that was one of the many failures that, that taught me a lot. And, you know, th- that was a landmine. I just didn't have the foresight to see. So one of the things I took from that was, uh, you know, I really got to do a good job of um, kind of having a microscope telescope type of mentality where I always got to be aware of where I'm at right now. But I really need to be a student of the industry, a student of, uh, you know, just what's going on across the nation so I can have an opportunity to maybe get out ahead of things like this and um, not, you know, have the same experience I had. So, you know, I learned from that transitioned into, you know, I did some life insurance for a while. Um, then I got into uh, learning about voluntary benefits and voluntary benefits is what led me into uh, doing group benefits. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I was a, a rep for a voluntary benefit company and I uh, prospected my tail off talking to employee benefit brokers all day. Soon enough, I started getting invited to all of these uh, enrollment meetings 
And, you know, anybody that knows anything about voluntary benefits is you got to know the benefit plan designs very well that you're speaking on because you got to know how to insert, you know, whatever voluntary benefit is going to fill the gaps in between the coverages because that's what these worksite benefits do. Well, in a short amount of time, I started realizing that I knew these benefit plan designs better than the brokers, but these brokers were making way more money than I was. And I didn't like that anymore. And so uh, that's what got me into the employee benefit uh, zone. And I, I had some time as a broker, then I had some time as a carrier rep and a GA. And now here I am, um, um, kind of uh, kind of arrived at a point where um, I really feel like our company, Evolve Benefits, has found a need in the marketplace. Um, we found a niche and um, we, we've really uh, uh, done a good job of what I like to call staying in our own lane and just being really, really good at what we do. So it's you said a, a bunch of things that really struck some nerves with me. There's it's it's routine that I find myself in similar situations where you can really articulate and tell a story that might be might be a little more effective and impactful for the audience than some of the pr- trusted professionals that you work with. Talk to us a little bit about you know really how you how you can coach along some of the other insurance professionals out there to be the best version of themselves for their clients while while they they lean on you to really help them deliver the best solution sure sure you know first and foremost uh steven what, what i mean my my goal and my mission is to first of all identify my ideal broker my ideal trusted advisor okay and um i like to work with like-minded uh, employee benefit advisors, but I also get the opportunity to help some of these employee benefit brokers that might be burnt out on doing major medical or might just be looking to uh, expand their book of business. Or after talking to me, they realize that their own book of business has an opportunity to grow organically. So, you know, what, what, what I really like to do first off is uh, I like to have a conversation and really get some of these employee benefit advisors to look at the industry through a whole new set of lenses. Okay. And, um, you know, again, most employee benefit advisors are major medical focused. They're looking at small group opportunities, the mid market, large group opportunities. You got the PEOs out there, the self funding, the level funding, et cetera. And a lot of times, what most people don't realize is happening is in many industries, there are these populations of employees at these companies that are low income part-time, and they're never part of the discussion um, for a couple of reasons. You know, when it comes to meeting participation for any carrier, we want to make sure that these part-timers and these, these ineligible people are off in this dark corner with everybody else that we want to hide from the underwriters. So we make participation, you know, and um, oftentimes, these folks end up getting left out. And uh, I've got some some recent knowledge. Currently in America, there's 25.54 million adults employed at part-time status. The Urban Institute also just published uh, a survey and some, some data showing that one in 10 Americans are without health insurance. And in states where Medicaid does not have an expansion in, one in five Americans are without health insurance. I call that an opportunity. That's uh, it's those are staggering, staggering numbers. They're real. They're real too. You can, anybody can look those up. Look up the Urban Institute, the report, and and you can Google how many Americans uh, are are at part time status, and you'll see the exact numbers I'm talking about. 
So it's, it, you know, I know we're going to talk about this a whole bunch here today, but you know, where, where a lot of these folks that are you know, traditionally thought of more labor intensive, part time, maybe approaching full time, but you know, lesser paid types of employees. Again, like I, I share that sentiment. I've seen them kind of eased aside and put into a different bucket that's away from everybody else to try to, to try to pass, you know, testing and all of that. But. It, it's that that has changed a while ago already. Like the the idea of trying to get benefits into people's hands, more people's hands, has been pervasive in the last couple of years, hasn't it? It really has. And let's just think about the recent event that we are well, we thought we were coming out of, but as you stated earlier, there's a new variant. So you know this thing we call the pandemic. Okay, I like to find the silver lining in everything. Think about the way our nation really adopts and embraces capitalism. This is the one country where entrepreneurs are born out of chaos. Entrepreneurs are born out of scenarios like the pandemic. Okay. And so think about one of the types of jobs people can have that wasn't really popular back then. They call those gig jobs. Okay. Right now I can look out my window and look down my street and I can see cars that aren't normally in my neighborhood. But the reason they are is because they're delivering some snacks that somebody ordered. They're Uber. They're dropping somebody off because they... They, uh, you know, selected an Uber ride. They're delivering groceries. We call those gig jobs. And, um, you know, one of the things about gig jobs is uh, a lot of folks that are attracted to those are folks that are probably living paycheck to paycheck. These are some of the folks that fall into the statistic of those that are without health insurance. And they don't have health insurance for the same reason as all the other folks that don't. They simply can't afford the premium for a major medical plan. So, sounds like the Amazon truck that's been pulling up to my house 10 times a day the last couple of weeks with all the crap that my wife keeps buying for all of us. But I uh, don't want her to stop doing that, obviously. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with my man, Tommy Gaffney, Vice President of National Sales with Evolved Benefits. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. But it's not just me. We're chatting with my buddy from the West Coast, Tommy Gaffney, Vice President National Sales at Evolve Benefits. Before we dive in d- into this segment, which I like to call the method segment, the science behind what you do, I want to just sit out by my fire pit for a moment, if you'll indulge me, and just you know give my perspective on the situation. So I, I am a believer that health comes first, even though I don't always exhibit these types of traits. I do like to cut loose on the weekends, like lots of folks out there. You do have to have your health first. You don't have your health, you really don't have anything. There are certain niche industries, as Tommy said in our last segment, where offering employee benefits has traditionally not been on the radar. To me, and I think to Tommy and to most people out there, that time is over. There are federal mandates in place these days to get benefits into more employees' hands. And a lot of what we're going to talk about here today, it's a classic example of how products change all the time in everything that we do, including health insurance. So if you focus on surrounding yourself with the right people like Tommy, who spent significant time continuing to learn, stay current, and up their game so that they can execute on behalf of the SMBs and their trusted insurance professionals, you're going to be in a much better place. So, Tommy, where we talk when we talk about the method here, scientific part of what we, you know, science behind what you do, what do you do, how do you do it, how do you go to market for it, lay it on us, give us the method. Okay, yeah, for sure. So, you know, you actually kind of said it earlier a little bit um, with, you know, what I do. And I think it's important for everybody to start here is, first of all, we want to get interested in the pro- prospective client we're going to approach. So I don't work directly with companies. I work with employee benefit advisors. So, you know, what I really hope that any employee benefit advisor is doing before we jump on a call and we're all on this call together with the group is maybe do a little front end research um, and learn as much as they can about this, this client's story, right? We want to know what their story is. And once we have an idea that allows us to put together some questions that we can ask. We want to ask the right questions in the right order. And once we start asking questions and really getting to know them more, getting to know more about their story, you know, that's the only way we can truly find out if we can help them. We can kind of jump in the car with them and, and go on that journey together. And, you know, sometimes, Stephen, you've been in this situation. Sometimes you learn just enough to say, hey, you know what? You guys are actually doing the right thing. You're just fine. And I'm glad that we figured that out uh, because, uh, you know, we don't have to waste any more time uh, talking about this together. I'm sure you're busy and I'm busy. I need to go find somebody who isn't, you know, in your position. You know, that happens once in a while. But, you know, most of the time, what we end up is finding out exactly um, how we can improve what they're already doing. Because if you're an employee benefit advisor, I mean, the the main thing that you can really only do for a, a company is help them do what they're already doing, which is offering benefits but help them do it better. Right, right. Yeah, and it's and that doesn't just come in the form of uh, I'm going to save you money. value, a more valuable experience for the company, for its for the employers, for the employees alike, and that's I think that's a lot of what what you're what you're about. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for those that lead with I'm going to save you money, we call those commodity peddlers. You know, they're 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 about they represent about 98% of the status quo. You know, there's a very small percentage of employee benefit advisors that are really thought of as trusted advisors. And you know, trusted advisors come with a consultative approach approach. The only way you can really come with a consultative approach 
is if first and foremost, you have the end user in mind. You know, so, you know, we all we all are running our own uh, employee benefit uh, type of companies. And we all know this. If you're an employee benefit advisor, the only way your agency grows and you make money is when each employee one at a time makes the decision to fill out that application and elect a product. Okay, so if that is the lifeblood right there, that's how we get paid and that's how we thrive. Then I think it's fair to think that we need to address the employee at the employee level first and foremost. We need to find out what their experience is, what what you know, what's their challenges, you know, in the area they're at. What kind of care you know are they able to access now? But what kind of care would they like to access if they were given that opportunity? You know, things like that. And you and I had chatted about this in uh, what the virtual green room, I'll call it. But the the concept of kind of reverse engineering, which I'm very big on, a lot of my you know go to market strategies and my approaches to things could be classified the same way. But it's like when people hear the words reverse engineering, sometimes they think, oh, he's doing it backwards. Right, but right. It, really, it's kind of beginning with the end in mind, thinking about how to back that into where we need to start. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, you know, I would agree. I mean, we could also kind of say that almost defines the word altruism. And, and you know, when we take that altruistic approach, we know that first and foremost, before I walk in the door, the one thing I tell myself every time is, how can I be of maximum service to everybody in this room? You know what that, you know what mindset that puts me in? It puts me in the opposite of a self-centered, what can I get out of this? That's not why I'm there. I'm there to find out what they can get out of this. And the only way I can find that out is if I learn what their story is. I have to be interested in them first and foremost. Absolutely. I'm routinely blown away by folks that think that they can show up and throw up all of their product knowledge, you know, whether it's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years worth of it, and think that folks are going to latch on to every word that they're saying. I see it every single day. It's like there's nothing that unites all of us more as people than sharing a story, whether it's my story, your story, seeing where they meet in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, after you and I got off the phone yesterday, um, I, I, I jumped on a quick last minute Zoom call. And the owner of this company that I was speaking with, with the broker, he let me know early on that he's already seen solutions like mine. And I kind of smiled and I said, well, what do you remember about that conversation? And he paused and stuttered. He didn't remember anything. And that told me that whoever came to him showed up, they threw up, they had probably no interest to find out what this guy truly needed for his company. This guy owns 20 roundtable pizzas, pizza locations in like 17 7-Elevens. And he's in a predicament, okay? You know what they call a guy like that with that many employees? They call him an applicable large employer. And there's federal mandates that say that he's subject to ACA filing, right? He's subject to uh, uh, conforming and and, um, being in compliance with employer mandate A and employer mandate B. And guess what? Nobody showed him how to be compliant. And this man was out of compliance yesterday while we were on this phone call. And he's had these businesses for over a year. So, so to help geek translate some of that for some of some of the listeners here, I, I, I talk in acronyms all day long, as you do ACA Affordable Care Act. That is the mandate that you know, we're kicking around here that that really is trying to get more cost effective benefits into 
everyone's hands, regardless of what type of employee they are, what type of industry that they're working in. So there is a little bit of product discussion here, but in the spirit of reverse engineering things, we want to get these these types of benefits into the hands of folks who need them, not just for the employers who need to satisfy compliance with the federal government, but for the employees that who are, if they're educated about the benefits and they actually elect the coverage, they're filling up. We're filling a much needed void for them. We're we're, we're reducing that number of twenty five point five four million people out there that don't have health insurance coverage. You no, know, you're right, Stephen. And, and you know, earlier you talked about how important it is for us to stay out ahead of our health. And you know, I, I'd like to think that most people try to do this. And you know, me, I'm forty eight years old, and I'd say that I'm probably like ninety percent of an employee population at any company, and that is most people rarely use, fully use the insurance plan that they have. You know, I'll tell you right now, for the last five years, I've gone in for my physicals. I've maybe had a couple of bumps and bruises and hit urgent care because I play very high impact sports and I get hurt a lot. So I might use the urgent care, might get some lab and x-ray, but, you know, very rarely do I use some of these big ticket items. And so, you know, what we've really seen is because of that statistic, we know that there's a lot of folks that can't afford to vaporize their money that they might not even have on a, on a plan that they're rarely going to use. So, you know, I think we do a really good job of, you know, offering very robust, acute type of services that most of us use in our plan year anyway, but we make it at a, at an, a very affordable rate. And we put this on a national PPO network, you know, because some of the industries we target, their companies aren't only in one location, they're spread out across the U S and having a national PPO network, makes it great for everyone. So I would say that the sports that I play are definitely less impact. Uh, Golf and softball are my main things, but being in my 40s now, I still need the health coverage to make sure that my body actually works. Definitely hurt myself plenty of times with with both of those sports. But, uh, you know, just to get... of plans that can actually help satisfy coverage and get cost-effective benefits into everyone's hands, you hear the acronym MEC, M-E-C. And in the finance world, when you say that, people think modified endowment contract, but in the insurance world, what we're really talking about is minimum essential coverage. Talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. So minimum essential coverage uh, is basically a health plan that offers uh, access to all of the acute services that most people use. And here's what I mean by that. A minimum essential coverage plan will give you access to preventative and wellness visits with a doctor. It'll uh, uh, either via telemedicine or some plans give you actual in-person doctor visits, give you access to urgent care, lab, x-ray, and uh, maybe some mental and behavioral health along with a prescription program that makes it very affordable. And, you know, one more thing I'd like to point out with, with a minimal essential coverage plan is, you know, with ours especially is these benefits are all first dollar benefits. There's no deductibles, co-pays, there's, there's no balance billing. You know, the co-pay that's stated for the service you're going to get, you know, it, it's a first dollar benefit. And in the eyes of uh, the federal government, a minimum essential coverage plan is what satisfies employer mandate A. So we got to take a break in a second, but this is this is a great topic. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit more in the madness side of things, because with that Affordable Care Act that you know came about in recent years, I know for a fact and so do you that there are employers that have gotten slapped with fines and violations 
And they just pay them. They're just like, oh, well, this is the way my business is. This is the way it's always been. This is the way it's always going to be. Some of the most dangerous thought process I see with anybody out there is this is the way it's always been. So it's going to be that way forever. Not so, only do I have past stories, I'm working on a few of those right now. So I look forward to coming back from break and let's talk about this. And we are going to do just that. We're going to take this quick break, but we will be right back with Tommy Gaffney, Vice President of National Sales with Evolved Benefits. Stay with us, everybody. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my buddy, Tommy Gaffney, Vice President of National Sales with Evolve Benefits in sunny San Diego, California. We were just talking a little bit of approaching the madness segment, which we're in now, talking a little bit about some of the madness we see out there with the Affordable Care Act coming into effect, certain employers that just assume things uh, are going to continue the way that they always have in the past. You know, nowadays, some of these folks with over 50 employees that are considered to be applicable large employees employers, they're getting fines and violations because they're not complying with the Affordable Care Act because they haven't spoken to somebody like like Tommy Gaffney, who partners with insurance brokers all over the country to bring home the right types of benefits. So, Tommy, we chatted about this a little bit before the show started, too. I had I had used this this picture in another presentation I did a couple months ago, but uh, it says got letter 22, uh, two, uh, 226J from the IRS. Here's what you need to know. And this is the letter that that applicable law large employers get when they are are basically being scrutinized for having an issue not not complying with the ACA. So talk to us a little bit about some of the madness that you've seen in the field about this. You know, first of all, Stephen, we could make a full 17 part series on this subject if you wanted to. And, you know, I'll do everybody a favor and I won't go too far into the weeds. Um, 
on on all that. But, you know, this is a very, very important subject. And, and I'll start off by telling you this. If you watch the news and you stay current, you'll know that uh, President Biden got approval um, to get funding and they are hiring 87,000 more staff at the IRS specifically to do these audits. So, you know, in prior years, employers were giving um, what was called an extension to get their filing done. And right now, the IRS has published that they are going to give employers an extension to furnish their employees the 1095C documents, but they have had no language saying that they're going to give employers the actual extension to file. You know why? Because now they're fully staffed. They're not interested in helping employers actually uh, have an extension. With 87,000 IRS auditors, they're more interested in driving in revenue, finding employers out of compliance. And so um, when you get this uh, 226J letter, that's because you were found to be an applicable large employer and the IRS did an audit after um, they, they saw the filing and they connected the 1094 filing with the 1095 filing and found that, hey, you know what? This employer should have been offering at least minimum essential coverage to their employees. We found that they haven't. And in 2022, they are going to be fined $2,750 times every single employee. So let's say, for instance, you are the restaurant owner I spoke with last night, Okay. 20 pizza stores and 17 7-Eleven stores. This gentleman has 270 employees grand total. And you know why he wasn't offering benefits? Because the income level that all these folks are at, they can't even afford to pay 50% of a bronze plan. So it never made sense. But the IRS doesn't care that it doesn't make sense. What they care is this guy's out of compliance because he did not offer at least minimum essential coverage. And there was nobody around until yesterday um, to bring a solution to the table. And so the route this gentleman went, Stephen, is he actually hasn't received that 226J letter, and he chose to get out ahead of this and um, address this and, and get these folks um, some type of health coverage that meets the uh, minimum essential coverage requirements. And we're also going to you know provide them some other solutions that um, help them address penalty B. But you've got other folks where um, right now I'm working with three security guard companies that they have all gotten a 226J letter. And um, a, a couple of them actually got this letter for the same reason. They got caught up in this section 105 type of wellness scheme that some brokers are bringing to the market. And long story short, um, uh, if you're not doing this program right, you're going to cause this employer to uh, not only be out of compliance, but the IRS will go after each individual employee for tax evasion based on how this program works. And um, it's going to cause a lot of problems. And so um, I'm helping, first of all, when you get a 226J letter, um, please either reach out to Steven so he can get you over to me or find my contact information. I partner with the ACA attorney, one of the best in the business. If you've received this letter, we can help you resolve that. Okay, so I don't need to go into detail with that, but I'd like to uh, go down the path of helping a company get out ahead of this. Um, but if it's too late and you've already received this letter, please don't think that uh, you have to write that check. Uh, we can certainly um, come together with our uh, trusted partners and we can help anybody resolve that 226J letter. 
So bravo to the the employer you spoke to last night for getting out in front of it. But definitely, like you just said, not everybody is fortunate enough to be in that situation. I think you and I both would rather defuse the bomb than be the bomb cleanup crew after it's gone off. But it's it's you're, you're right. It's it's not just, hey, I got this letter. I just have to go address it. However, they say, you know, you need to align yourself with somebody, a strategic partner, somebody a person, people, again, people first, somebody who's extremely well-versed in this, who can match you up with the ideal professionals like an ACA attorney to help you diffuse the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that pro- people probably don't even think is an option to them. You know, they don't. And, you know, a lot of folks don't think that's an option to them. And that's why we have so many industries out there that have large populations of employees without any type of coverage. In fact, let me let me just hit the audience to a few of these industries. If you're an employee benefit advisor, here's where your opportunity is to first and foremost be a service to those 25.54 million employees. Let me tell you the industries you'll find these in. Security guard companies, hospitality companies, landscaping, staffing, trucking, assisted living facilities, construction, manufacturing, plumbing, restaurants, grocery stores, home health care, housekeeping and janitorial, agriculture and ranching, and of course, the newest industry, the cannabis industry. Well, you being in the sunny state of California is probably something that you've been exposed to for some time. You know, talk talk to us a little bit about that because the the you know cannabis industry. You talk about madness. You know, again, this being the artistic observational part of the show, no subject too taboo. Stories from the field. You know, this is this is something that always comes with a little bit of hair on it as far as how you can navigate that, especially if you're in the cannabis industry. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Sure. You know, as you know, anybody that's, uh, uh, you know, working with or attempting to work with a cannabis company knows that there's a little red tape there. You know, um, when, when cannabis companies first came out, one of the biggest uh, challenge they had with getting a benefit plan is the bank account. You know, um, you, you, we, you know, any any underwriter is going to need to see the DE9C and whatever company is written on the master app, they need to triangulate that on the DE9C the name matches the name of the company. And then the check that they provide from their business account, it needs to match the name as well in order for the group to be approved. Well, the problem is if you can't get a bank account, it's a no-go. So that, you know, there's a lot of uh, solutions out there now and that's been found. But, you know, I, I listened to one of your previous episodes. You had that gal, Talia. Yeah. She was on. Yep. And, you know, I agree with something that Talia said. Um, and and what what an observation that she found, which is certainly important in the cannabis industry is, you know, these companies need to find a lot of things that allow themselves to attract the top talent to work there and retain that top talent working for those companies. You know, the restaurant industry suffers from the same thing and they need the same solution. So, you know, when it comes to these cannabis companies, especially where I'm at right now, where I live in a 20 mile radius, there's probably about 15 of these dispensaries and they're not some small operation. They have a big retail store where when you walk in, it looks like the, the cologne and perfume and jewelry department at Macy's. They're, they're, they're very sophisticated looking. And then maybe a few miles down the road, they have these big facilities where they have the farms. And these are very big operations. And these companies have employees and they made money so quick and their businesses just exploded so quick. They have no idea that they're out of compliance. And also one of their biggest challenges is having their top talent bud tenders just go across the street because they're going to make an extra dollar or two an hour for their services. So, you know, being able to 
provide health insurance and provide some affordable access to care to keep their employees healthy, you know, that's a big deal. It's not always about what I can make at the company. It's the overall compensation package that you can offer your employees. And oftentimes, you know, uh, a benefit plan is is a big indicator of, of where somebody will decide to work. And, you know, there's a number of studies out there that show the folks that are part of the millennial generation and Gen Z that are dominating the workforce these days. They have more of a focus on the benefit package and the total compensation deal than than really just looking at the money itself. So I think that's a very important point. Good help is hard to find, especially with some of the generational differences that have come about. So there's an absolutely a big opportunity to be consultative on this subject. But will trusted advisors and insurance professionals Will they shy away from it just because they're worried about the the taboo type of subject that it is and that we worry about having their their licenses and their practices in jeopardy? Have you seen that? You mean because they're working with cannabis industries? Yes. Well, here you know, actually where I've seen that is in the payroll side of, of town. There are certain payroll companies that for whatever reason they frown on the SIC code that says this is a cannabis company. And um, I know there's been some workarounds where there's been some SIC codes that are more in the farm that that really describe a farm. And there's some loopholes and some gray areas that I've seen. But, you know, you know, there are some payroll companies that are very rigid. And there's also um, when it comes to uh, uh, healthcare, you know, especially in my world, dealing with um, and offering these minimum essential coverage plans and, and also adding worksite benefits that marry up real well with these plans and make them a robust offering. Not every uh, worksite carrier will write and accept this particular SIC code. So it's very important to know exactly what carriers um, are actually helping with these. So you can put together a type of portfolio where when you go in with this solution, after, of course, you met with the group and learned about what their story is and what they need and things like that, you want to go in with a portfolio you know is not going to have any issues Uh, when it's time to actually get the group approved. You don't want to step on the landmine on the back end and say, you know, even though we just wrote this term life insurance for everybody or this dental plan, the carrier came back and said, hey, we don't write cannabis companies. And now there's egg on the broker's face. Right. So, um, you know, we we really want to get in touch and get in tune. And and anybody can uh, get a hold of me. If you don't know who these carriers are, I'll be happy to help. Stephen, of course, uh, is very well versed. Um, from the payroll side. So he's very familiar with, you know, SIC codes. And I think a combination of somebody like you, Stephen, someone like me, some of the other partners I work with, you know, as a team, you know, we can help any employee benefit advisor um, who really wants to do a better job serving the cannabis industry. You know, I, I think as a team, we can help them do better. Absolutely. Again, all about the people first. You got to align yourself with the right folks who are well versed in this in this topic and who continue to learn on a daily basis. There's never a day that goes by where I I don't learn something. So I love the topic of discussion. Our last commercial break is here, my friend. So we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with my man, Tommy Gaffney, vice president of national sales at Evolved Benefits. Stay with us, everybody. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. 
Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4pm, every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Pulling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. Uh, we're chatting with my buddy, Tommy Gaffney, Vice President of National Sales with Evolved Benefits. Uh, by the way, if you guys have that entrepreneurial spirit, please stay with talkradio.myc for the 12 o'clock Eastern Time Show, The Entrepreneurial Web with Jeremiah Fox. He's always got some awesome guests and some great content. But back to Tommy Gaffney and Evolved Benefits and Always Friday, we're going to bring things home with the message. The whole idea here is, you know, we want to give everyone some weekend insights so that they can make a Monday impact. So, Tommy, what are some sound bites we can give everybody that they'll actually remember over the weekend in between Hanukkah parties and football and all of that, that they can actually put into motion come Monday morning? Absolutely. You know, I think the first thing I would suggest any employee benefit advisor with a significant book of business, because, um, you know, I, I put out a lot of content on LinkedIn. If you're not following me and you choose to follow me, I post a few videos a week and I put out a lot of content. And recently I've been encouraging employee benefit advisors to analyze their current book of business and look at companies where they can actually identify a Delta where they see one of the companies that they're the broker of, and there's this many employees. But when they look at actually how many are insured and enrolled on a plan, there's only this many. So the question I have for you is what are you doing with those other employees? Um, you know, working with Evolve Benefits is going to give any employee benefit advisor an opportunity to grow their book of business organically. We're going to help you drive in revenue without prospecting, first and foremost. Out of the gate, you can identify the companies that you're already working with and bring this solution to them, which not only is going to you know keep them in compliance if they're an applicable large employer, but you're just going to do an overall better job for them than you're doing right now. And then what you're going to get in return for that is 
you're going to have revenue growth in your agency. And that's good for all of us. It hits home with me so well because I actually did a webinar earlier this year with some friends of mine on the West Coast, actually. And the whole webinar was about securing additional revenue from your book of business. And this is like the definition of that. This is stuff that's kind of right under your nose where there might actually be a need. Some of your employers might actually be getting fined. They have a need to 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 really squash those problems. Their employees have a need to get some much needed health coverage. And by the way, the broker who works on it can actually increase their revenue. They they can. And let me share this with you. And please, I hope I don't come off too salesy by saying this, because this is just a reality is uh, a lot. So I've got a few brokers that have come back and said, Hey, Tommy, I did the research. I've got over 40, 50, whatever they tell me, we got to look at these groups, okay? And so we've successfully enrolled a few of these groups, and here's what we found on every single one of them. Um, the revenue that they're driving in from the 12 people they had on the major medical plan is being dwarfed by the 130 people we ended up enrolling on our minimum essential coverage plan. And the commission that we pay um, the brokers for writing these products, the, the commission is, is outpacing all of these groups. So, you know, it's very real. And here's another thing I I really want to drive home to all of our employee benefit brokers out there, especially the ones that do large group. You know, a a lot of the companies that I mentioned earlier, a lot of these industries, they would be considered a large group if you went out to market with them, these staffing companies, these home health care companies with hundreds of employees. You know, we all know what the process of writing large group is, right? You got to send out the RFP to all the carriers, get back all the data, create these side by side, these spreadsheets, have all these formulas and macros. Then you got to like play the chess game of pitting carriers against each other, you know, getting different concessions and stuff like that. And while that's fun, you got to do that again on renewal the next year. With, with you know, when you're looking at these companies um, and you're looking at our solutions and you've got these large types of companies you're dealing with, you don't have to go through any of that. My solutions are all shelf rated. They're guaranteed issued. They're available nationwide. And our backend administration is actually the strength of our entire operation. It isn't even the MEC plans. The MEC plans are the commodity, okay? Our strength and why we are the 800-pound gorilla in our space is in our backend administration. We've made some heavy investments in um, because these are high turnover scenarios. You know, these types of industries, we're talking about these companies, they have a lot of turnover. And so you got to have a strong administrative um, um, back end in order to do a great job for these companies. And also think about this. If you're going to grow your revenue and you're going to bring on all of this new business, any employee benefit advisor also needs to think about how that's going to affect their staff. And the last thing they want to do is over inundate their staff with all this new business, because that could actually cause a bit of a morale issue if all of a sudden you just hit them with more work when they're already busy, right? So one thing I'd like to just make clear is uh, writing and, and doing business with us, we make it almost almost zero heavy lifting on not only the broker, but their internal staff, because on the back end, we do just about everything. I don't think that's too salesy at all. I think a lot of that is a reality check for SMBs and their trusted advisors out there. 
Uh, but uh, since you mentioned selling, we talked about this book briefly before as well, Virtual Selling. And it's something that I'm used to, that you're used to. Again, you know, Tommy, being based in California, works with professionals and businesses all over the country. And you know, obviously, during these pandemic times, it's become somewhat a little bit more crucial to become an expert in virtual selling or at least take it seriously. And I- I'm still blown away by how many people don't really like they almost don't show up sometimes people who you'd consider to be professionals. You know, normally they don't show up in the in the virtual sales type of environment. You know that that blows me away. And you know, as I said, you know, there there's we have we coming out of this pandemic, and anybody can look at it in in any way. And as salespeople, you know that there's there's always two different types of folks that are in the world of sales. That are those that figure out what the next excuse is going to be, and then there's those that look at a horrible scenario and find all the opportunity in it. And that author of that book that you just put up, Jeb Blount, who wrote Virtual Selling, um, he's wrote a few other amazing books on prospecting, um, you know, on, you know, actual presenting and being a trusted advisor and things like that. And, you know, that I'm going to say that book, Virtual Selling, is what saved me during the pandemic. And I'll tell you, Evolve Benefits during during the, 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 the major uh, pandemic, which was in 2020, we grew at 177%. Right? That's an awesome testa- testament to why you know, virtual selling and catering to folks nationwide is, is so important, especially with something like this. Yeah. Uh, I love it, Tommy. And uh, the idea of just doing a normal plan check, you know, whether you're a business owner or you're a trusted advisor that's going through the book of business and seeing you know, who needs to be checked up on, very valuable, massive call to action come Monday morning. Look at the folks that would be applicable large employers, over 50 employees that might be experiencing some of these issues from the relevant industries and, and give Tommy a call. I'll definitely put you guys in touch. You could text SMB guy to 21,000. You'll get my contact info. I'll connect you with Tommy. We're drawing uh, to a close here real, rather quickly before we part ways today i do want to share the answers to my favorite questions with the audience who's your favorite movie or tv show character what's your favorite movie or tv show what's your favorite musical instrument who's the artist you'd like to hear play it so without further ado uh my friend tommy here is a big gerard butler fan so uh first character he referenced is clyde shelton from law-abiding citizen a frustrated man decides to take justice into his own hands after a plea bargain sets one of his family's killers free i actually haven't seen this one yet but man story. Uh, by the way, I do like to join my guest in these pictures whenever I can. Uh, for those of you who not, aren't watching on uh, Facebook Live, Talking Alternative Broadcasting, you guys got to follow it. You see me having some fun with the green screen. I do like to put my guest's face on the answers that they give. But yeah, this is one that I definitely need to check out. Sounds very interesting to me. Uh, the one that I had more fun putting some pictures together is King, King Leonidas from 300. So King Leonidas of Sparta and a force of 300 men fight the Persians in 480 B. And uh, yeah, you're looking pretty good here, man. Looking fairly badass. Thanks, man. I'm an I'm a underwear model in this one. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's anytime I could superimpose my guest's face as well as my face onto some of these kind of shredded bodies that these warriors have, you can damn well, <laughs> you can rest assured awesome. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Will you please send those to me if you can? 
Absolutely will. It's one. It's one of my of favorite things. Need to laugh at me. <laughs> I, I never have a problem with that. I have always had people laughing at me, but not not a problem. I could absolutely do that. So your favorite movie that you referenced, I also haven't seen just yet. So I got I got to get on the ball. I'm slacking a little bit. Is the Thirteenth Warrior? A man having fallen in love with the wrong woman is sent by the Sultan himself on a diplomatic mission to a distant land as an ambassador, stopping at a Viking village port to restock on supplies. He finds himself unwittingly embroiled in a quest to banish a mysterious threat in a distant Viking land. Yeah. Uh, you, you told me a quick story about this right before we started. Yeah. About uh, You, you want to you share why this is your favorite movie? Yeah, absolutely. And, it, it, you know, it wasn't related to that picture. You know, the, the, you know, one of the things that, the, first of all, look, you're going to find out that Antonio Banderas is one of the main stars in this movie, but that's not why I like this movie. The guy's a great actor. He's not my favorite actor. He's certainly not why, but he did a good job in this movie and he's the Sultan that you talked about, but I love Viking movies and he did an excellent job in this movie. And, and you know, one of the things I love about this movie is, you know, these Vikings, you know, although, you know, I'm not pagan, but, you know, I'll talk about the warrior part of these Vikings, the way they live is, you know, they embrace death just as much as they embrace life. And they really feel like it's an honor to die. Well, it's an honor to die on the battlefield. And, um, you know, that one picture where you, where you show where it said there are more, you know, there was a time where when Antoni Benaderis was fighting this, this, this uh, threat that they were all going to this Viking land to help defend the 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 enemy they they look like they're these these hybrid bear people right and so everyone was scared because in their mind these people were like supernatural creatures well when antonio banderas drove his sword through one of them and saw that the guy bled and he ripped off the guy's head dressing and saw he was a man he's like he's just a man oh my gosh and he just started like you know just started slicing and dicing and then one of the one of his cohorts uh, uh this guy this other viking goes don't worry, brother. There are more behind you, you know? And so he looks behind him and there's all these guys coming and he's just like, now that he knows they're just men and he's a great swordsman himself, you know, it, it was cool. And then this, the, the other picture you showed me where um, it, it showed today was a good day. You know, that's also one of my uh, favorite parts of the movie because when they actually went to find this, these enemies, they wanted to meet them on their own turf. They found that they hid in caves like bears and they got into this deep cave tunnel system where, you know, once they got in there and killed one of the leaders, now they had to escape, but they couldn't come out the way they came. So as they were <laughs> battling and fighting, you know, they got to this point where the one guy that said, hey, today was a good day. You know, that was a part where Antonio Banderas looked back and, and ran back and said, hey, man, come on. Well, the guy was injured and he knew that it was his time to die. And he was going to die like a warrior. And he basically was like, hey, you know what? Don't feel bad for me. Today was a good day. I'm going to stop these people. The time it takes them to kill me, it's going to give you time to escape. Don't feel bad about my death. This is how I want to die. And it was just kind of, you know, it just blew me away how these folks embrace it. You yep. know, it's, I love the passion. We got to wrap up here quickly. Uh, Tommy loves the sweet sounds of the guitar. His favorite guitarist, Mr. Stevie Ray Vaughan, the late Stevie Ray Vaughan. Awesome. Uh, as well as, 
uh, Jimmy Page from the immortal Led Zeppelin. And I also, I love this picture of me, you as Jimmy Page, me as as John Paul Jones, just like a shredded body. If I could give myself blonde locks, that was never in the cards for me. So uh, I love doing that. Tommy, an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Love the content, love the ideas, love the thought leadership. You guys absolutely need to get in touch with Tommy if you are an employee benefits broker and, you know, really plug into what he can deliver for you and for your clients. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking about value articulation and communication strategy with my man, Michael Leibowitz, CEO of Magnetic Mind Studio. Here's the long and short of it. People don't want your product. They want what your product means to them. When you find the meaning, you find the message, and Michael can help you make that happen. Until then, thank you for joining us on Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend, a happy Hanukkah, and we will see you next week at 11 a.m. Eastern Time right after Philanthropy and Focus with Tommy D. Bye-bye, everybody. or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. 
every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 